welcome to the follow-up podcast. My name is Hayden. I am the worship director here at Arbor Church. And today we have Allison Oconi, our community care pastor. And join us remotely. I guess we're all remote, not just Scott. But join us from his office, uh, Scott Hetherington, a member of our speaking team and transition team. How are you guys doing? So cool. It's so fun <laughs> to be doing it this way. Yeah, I'm feeling like so like Hollywood right now that I'm calling this <laughs> some remote podcast with I Hayden know. Wright as a guest, you know, a guest on yeah. your show. And it is, uh, I guess we can kind of talk about why we're doing it remotely this time. Um, one of the things going on, Allison, I'll let you share more in detail, but your family has some exciting adoption news going on. So tell yeah, us more about you, that. Part of the reason why you haven't been in the building with us. That's right. I'm on grandma quarantine and I won't name anybody who's involved, but there's um, an international travel coming up next week and we are adding to the family. And so I need to not have COVID. So um, I have been off campus. And so it's so cool that you guys are able to flex and be innovative. (laughs) And I think Scott's coming to us after a long day at school he's in this principal's office so hopefully this is just one other way that we're able to um connect and connect to our arbor family and and bring the follow-up yeah very very fun it's it's honestly kind of an answer to prayers that zoom came out when it did and is actually so helpful because one of the biggest questions and we started talking about going back in person was how do we how do we get someone like Scott to to join us on campus when he's working, you know, his normal job? And then we're asking him to come, you know, at a 6 p.m. record time on a Tuesday night. So this is just great that we have this option, right? We can all be at home with our families. And unfortunately, Scott's still at work. But, That's okay. you know, Normally, he, I would yeah. just say, just feed me and I'm happy to go yeah. anywhere. But. <laughs> Well, we were, we, saying, have, yeah. we were saying earlier that Scott is our guinea pig. Whenever yeah. we have something innovative that we <laughs> want exactly to try, right. yeah. we have Scott is just the guy for the job. So we practice yeah. on him all the time. So That's this right. is Scott, yet you another were, time. You were the first live stream speaker back when COVID first hit, right? Back in March? Yeah, and I was the first video recorded session way back when or something yeah. too. So yeah. there's been a lot going on. Yeah. <laughs> Well, you're able think, to keep yeah. a focus while <laughs> the whole rest of the crowd is like yes. running all around with wires yep, and exactly. mics and yes. you just keep going. So yeah. it's you're the guy I'm, for the job. I'm blissfully ignorant of what's going on around me at times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, well, let's, let's hop into your message, Scott. You preached back on Sunday today as is getting released as a Wednesday. So, um, before we kind of hop into the the bones and the structure of that message, was there anything in First Thessalonians four? I think you went thirteen to twelve of the next chapter. Was there anything you had to cut out or say? I don't I don't have time for this, but it's still good info. I want people to know. Oh man, there's you could have spent a whole month on that just that passage <laughs> because there's so yeah. much just around the second coming of Christ and how he will come back again. And, mm-hmm. you know, the difference between the rapture and the second coming, and then what happens yep. between all that with the tribulation and the antichrist. So there's, yeah. 
that's a whole, I'm not joking, that's a whole two-semester study in theology school about end times yeah. of just mm-hmm. digging through that. And people have their doctorate in it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, there was a lot I cut out and a lot I couldn't yeah. delve into. Um, but I tried, what I kept going back to is, what was the heart of First Thessalonians from mm-hmm. Paul? It was because he's pinning this letter because he's so joyfully encouraged by how well yeah. the church is doing. And he didn't want them to not be informed, but at the same time, he kept saying, be encouraged. And I kept trying to bring it back to the fact, no matter how much we don't understand about the end times or Jesus' return, we are going to spend eternity with him. Yeah. And even if we disagree on how it falls into place, we're disagreeing about one of the most joyful things we should be encouraged about. So that's why why I tried to bring it back You wanted three things to be uh, kept in mind throughout the whole thing. Jesus is, Jesus died, rose again. Mm-hmm. Um, what was the second one? Jesus will come again for us. Jesus. Will I'm come, looking and at Scott's we'll notes. So I'm cheating. Spend eternity with him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it, no matter how all the details play out, cause there's definitely um, room for disagreement on how the timeline looks, but those three things are true no matter what. Yeah. And I think Hayden, go back to your question. You just made me think of it, Allison. That first one that, Jesus died and rose again. That was such a paradigm shift to death in the world yeah. in which the new churches were being planted because mm-hmm. death was the end. There was nothing yeah. after that. Um, yeah. And But especially the controversy of did Jesus really rise from the dead? Because that was the foundation mm-hmm. on which the church was built. So yeah. that's a lot of what the persecution that was happening was mm-hmm. about. So we yeah. didn't even delve into that whole statement itself either. Yeah. Well, and... Like you had said, people go to go to school for the topic of eschatology, right? The end times. Um, but I think what was cool about your – you said three truths for today when you're talking about your sermon. Those were what Allison listed off is there's a lot of debate when it comes to eschatology and, you know, what is what is the way that the world is going to end and Jesus is going to come back and God's, you know, going to rule over. Um, but I think the three points that you hit on – Sure, there might be some, you know, exceptions or buts that people might have of like, well, okay. But for the most part, the three truths that you landed on are, are very commonly accepted, right? There's still some people out there who may disagree with some things. But I like that you landed us on a, on a spot where the majority of people can agree. Those are all truths. Sure, we might disagree on some of how it unfolds, but we can all agree this is where we land. So... I that that's, was what I was, that's what I was hoping. And that's what I was trying. Yeah. When Paul said, be encouraged, mm-hmm. I kept thinking he's not wanting them to be encouraged that they now know about yeah. the end times, yeah. but rather we're going to be with Christ in eternity. That's the yeah. encouragement. So continue to live the mm-hmm. way that you're living so that mm-hmm. when you stand before God, it's well done, my good and faithful yeah. servants. Mm. Yep. That's great. Um, was this a message that was challenging for you i imagine there because there was so much heavy theology in this was it something that you um felt challenged by how am i going to do this or was it like i'm just i'm going to go right off what paul said this is you know easy (laughs) no it was a challenge i mean i started looking at it i actually looked at it before the last message i preached because i looked Mm -hmm. at that passage ahead of time i'm like oh thanks allison (laughs) i was was just gonna say we gave this one to you specifically. I and know I think, you told me that. 
I think we have another one that's a really heavy one too. Yeah. It's faith versus works coming up. Yeah. And so we're just giving you all the heavy stuff. <laughs> just <laughs> No, I would because I think David, but see, David set the table David, so well yeah. with the sanctification talk. Mm-hmm. Because I think that tied in. I wish I had made more of a connection with that, mm-hmm. but it it was difficult because I thought, how am I going to cover all of this in one message? Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until I called Brian up one night and we just started talking. And I kind of said, hey, this is what I'm thinking. I don't think I can go down the rabbit hole in the discussion of tribulation, rapture, antichrist, mm-hmm. end times, second coming, all that. Because that could get very convoluted. And we need to do a mm-hmm. series on that. Yeah. And so I kind of explained my thinking. And he really was like, man, that's really good. I didn't think about it through that lens. And so mm-hmm. once I kind of went that way, I kind of thought I'm going to just give a brief overview and bigger picture of what. I yeah. learned growing up about the end times yeah. and the mm-hmm. order of them may be different in eschatology, the way people look at it, but the events mm-hmm. are usually the same events we're talking about. You must mm-hmm. always talk about a rapture, a tribulation, an mm-hmm. antichrist, a second coming, a millennial kingdom, and then God mm-hmm. finally establishing his kingdom. So yeah. I try to just put that out there as the topics that Paul was talking about in this passage. Yeah. I, I feel it's so relevant for coming off, of 2020 during 2020 there were so many (laughs) events that were taking place and people were thinking okay this has got to be it because it's so unprecedented you know that Mm -hmm. word but it was true these things that were happening were so epic and on a scale that we had never experienced in our lifetime so lots of people were talking about is this maybe end times right so um i feel like i mean the word is always relevant, but mm. this in particular, I think, is on people's minds because yeah. they wonder, is this pointing to something different? Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it's it's funny, you know, way back in the day before COVID, we would have, you know, we would go through, you know, the speaker would have their manuscript, set up slides, all of that. And because of the unprecedented times and how busy church is, um, Sometimes I don't have the opportunity to like read through a manuscript and pick songs that line up like, oh, this will be great with Scott's message. And uh, this week in particular, I think we were picking out songs on Wednesday and Scott, you had a busy week like you've had for the last year, (laughs) you know? (laughs) So I was like, I'm just going to pick some songs and I hope that, you know, these work out. And then once I heard your message, they were perfect. It was just the Holy Spirit working. Yeah, dude. I didn't. Yeah. The That's last so song, cool. what was yeah. the last song we did? The second this, song. This, I believe, which is based off the, uh, po- the Apostles' Creed. Yes. I'm like, that yeah. was perfect. I was like, wow, yeah. that was such an alignment. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. And especially like, I mean, I think you said, I don't know if you said it exactly this way, but you're like, Jesus is like the foundation of this, right? Like what he did, this is the foundation. And then we get the first song that we play after your message is Cornerstone, you know, like Christ yep. alone, Cornerstone. And it just was like, man, maybe I shouldn't read the manuscripts and just let God do the work of yeah, <laughs> these I love, songs. I, yeah, I think it was the second song. I was like, I believe in the risen Savior. I, yeah. I believe he died and rose again. I thought that was just, yep. that's what I was trying to get people to walk away from this. Today, yeah. is that we can have these great discussions about eschatology yeah. in the end times. Yeah. But don't forget that it's all about Jesus. He died and rose yep. again. He's coming for us and he wants yep. us in eternity with him. Yeah, exactly. I think like Andy Stanley, he's been on a, a kick lately of like, everything is centered in the resurrection of Jesus. Right. And I think what the cool thing about your message was like, 
yes, everything is centered around the resurrection, but the Bible not only foretold about this, but also talks about it as well, right? Like they live in, in unity with each other that the Bible talks about it and it actually happened. And that's what's you know so great about all this is we can have hope for the end times because Jesus already set an example for us. So it's great. Um, so you already kind of mentioned, you listened to David's message last week and um, you have obviously been a part of the, I think this is what your third, third week doing one of the messages on this or second? Second one. Second one. Cause you did one two weeks ago. Is that right? Yeah. I think it went Brian. Yeah. And then Allison, then me, then David. Yep. And then yep. me again. Yeah. And then you're speaking again. When is that? <laughs> like two more weeks two from more now. Weeks. Two more Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> I'm like every other week coming up for a while. <laughs> yeah. As so, I recall, there yeah. was somebody who offered that. <laughs> yeah. I did. I said, let me, I, yeah. I'm willing to help. It's the least I can do yeah. right now. <laughs> well, so something that, you know, I don't, I've, I've preached like, a handful of times in my life and they were all for school stuff. Right. So I'm not at all in the world that you guys are in you, Brian, Allison, you know, all of you guys are living in that writing sermons on a monthly or, you know, weekly basis. And uh, I'm curious for you, Scott, you've had, I think when this is all shakes out, you'll have like three weeks in a total of six weeks. Is that correct? Maybe a little bit more, maybe seven weeks, but Mm -hmm. when you're writing these sermons, I know that you you said on this last message, you looked forward to what you were going to be preaching in, in two weeks. Do you find yourself thinking about, okay, how is this going to line up into the next one? Or are you thinking about, I'm just going to think about the ones before me and, you know, kind of go off of what David has said, what Brian, Allison have said, what I've said in the past, you know, for your last message. Is there a lot of connecting that narrative thread or is the Bible already doing that for you and you don't really need to focus that much on it? For me, I think the letter that since we're in the letter from Paul, I think he connects the thread. And I think we've done a good job, each one of us, of speaking back to what came before us in the previous message. I I me and Brian did look forward to the end of the letter, what he's going to be doing. And his Mm -hmm. is really like a bullet list of things that Paul's like at the end of the letter, oh, don't forget, boom, 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 boom. Yeah. So I didn't think about that so much. I really focused mm-hmm. on this. Yeah. Um, I don't spend an overwhelming amount of time trying to connect the two. I yeah. kind of try to get what I believe the passage is saying to me that needs yeah. to be shared. And then I pray for God to show me how that connects to what we've been doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and sometimes it's you're kind of working in vain, right? Because it's not always like Paul was writing this letter to a church and is like, okay, these are all building blocks. These are all going to, you know, work on top of each other. Sometimes it's very much a, a human addressing a church and God is a hundred percent involved in those letters, but it's not always this like, I'm going to create this wonderful letter that they're going to read back on and be like, wow, Paul set up this cool chiastic structure. No, I don't think he was thinking all that. I think he was, He's honestly just writing to a group yeah. of people he cares about, led yeah. by the Holy Spirit of God. Yeah. I think it's funny to think that if if Scott was – or not Scott, if, if Paul um, was in the modern day and age, just <laughs> to think about Scott these as like – Yeah. <laughs> he just got a promotion. <laughs> yeah. No, if, uh, promotion. Yeah. If, you know, if Paul was in the, in the modern age of like this – like being like text messages or emails, right? And how like that last chapter for Brian – it's like yeah. all these bullet point things, right? Like, text, I don't know how many yeah. times. Yeah, I send out a text and then I send it. I'm like, oh, I should probably message this as well, you know, or I'm 
I'm 26 years old. So like email is still very foreign to me. I'm more of a texture. So like <laughs> emails are great for me because I can actually like, you know, read through it, kind of set up the structure, but it is, it's going to be interesting for Brian that that's that last week of the, of the letter of, you know, here's all the bullet points and, you know, it can, I think looking at it, it can be broken up into its own sermons, just that last chapter. And we've already talked about that for previous messages. A lot right. of this stuff can be broken down. So it's a challenge. I, I think you guys have all done an amazing job, but there is definitely reading through it. We could have made this series way longer and, <laughs> and probably not ran out of content to talk about. So, yeah, I, I think the last yeah. time I went through First Thessalonians at the last church I was at, it was like four months it took to get through First Thessalonians. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was a lot of Sundays. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and think what Galatians is <laughs> yeah. going to be next next time. I mean, you could spend a year yeah. there, but we're going to just blaze right through it. Yeah, hit right. it by Easter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, got that That's Easter awesome. timeline. I know the deadline. <laughs> it is. Yeah, wrap it all up. <laughs> And then all to these, what? Yeah, I don't all these know. Holiday, yeah. <laughs> all these events and in, in holidays, it really does kind of create these little mile, mile markers in the year, right? Like let's let's have a series after Christmas that takes us to Easter and then, you know, after that. So it's so funny. Um Scott, was there anything in your message? I, I mean, I, this is a little bit different. I kind of asked this question already, but you would I'd ask you if there's anything you that you cut out that you'd like to spend more time on. Was there anything in your notes that you wished maybe I, I could have spent more time on this. I, it might be asking the same question and you can tell me if I am, but um, was there any part of it where you're like, man, I wish I had some more time just to sit on this point of the message. Um, I think for me kind of at the end, when I was trying to wrap up the overall picture of the story within the gospel of mm-hmm. The, the story's been the same since the beginning of time. Yeah. It's a created being trying to achieve their own godness from yeah. Lucifer. And he sold it to Adam and Eve. And mm-hmm. we've been sold it down through history. And that's why we needed a savior. Because only Jesus was able to be a man and achieve yeah. Christ likeness by perfection, mm-hmm. death, and resurrection. Mm-hmm. And then ascended back into, you know, the Trinity. Mm-hmm. He's the only one that's been able to do that. So I'd love to be able to sometime just delve into the complexity of that story. And that's what yeah. drives the enemy so much right mm-hmm. now to fight everything that's about Scripture, yeah. Christianity, and the second coming. And yeah. I think that right there, I love that overall biopic of a story. But I don't yeah. think we do a good enough job in times of church of really painting that arc yeah. of there is a storyline here. Here's where yep. it began. Here's where it ends. And guess who is both at the beginning and the end? Mm. God and Lucifer. Yeah. But guess yeah. who's victorious? God. Mm-hmm. And guess yeah. who's the hero of that story? Jesus, because mm-hmm. he's our savior. Mm-hmm. And I think we just don't do that good enough for people these times. But mm-hmm. I think that would be a really cool series or some way to do that sometimes. Yeah. To look at that story arc throughout scripture. Yeah. And... And I didn't prepare either of you for this. So if it's something we don't want to dive into, we don't have to. But it, it, I think when you talked about it on Sunday and even hearing you today, did I freeze, Allison? No, I just was excited for what was coming. It could be oh. anything. It could be anything. You guys, you guys have frozen a couple times on my screen and I get really worried that like you guys have pitched something over to me and I'm just sitting there like, 
what's going to happen. Yeah. Scott's giving me anxiety just doing it. Um, one of the, one of the things I think is interesting is you talk about the human condition, right? Of wanting to be our own at times, wanting to be our own savior and our own person that goes out and makes it happen. Do you guys have any thoughts on why that is such a big part of the human condition of not, maybe not trusting, not having faith, just wanting to accomplish these things on our own? I mean, is it as simple as, you know, anxiety and, and that willingness not to let go of things? That's a big question. I know. I know. It's a really big question. I'm looking at Allison. I know. Well, I was just thinking, you know, the basics of, you know, like why did Eve just go ahead and believe Mm -hmm. the enemy and she believed a lie and went after something that uh, wasn't hers. It was to become like God. Right. And so what propelled her to do that probably is the same thing that propels us. Yeah. You know, I can do it my Mm -hmm. way. I'll do it my way. I would rather just, you know, I got this. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know? Yeah. The minute you asked me that, Hayden, I jumped to the verses in chapter five where it says, you're all children of the light and children of the day. We do not Mm -hmm. belong to the night or the darkness. So then let us not be like others who are asleep, but let's be awoke, awake and sober. Yeah. And I think what happens with us is that I think we lose we lose sight of the fact that we want to be in control of things in our life. Mm-hmm. And we say, well, God is in control of all things. We trust God, but we really don't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I think every one of us, even me, I don't mm-hmm. like living in the unknown. So if no. there's something that I feel like I can do that helps me feel I know something better. Mm-hmm. And then the enemy comes along and says, oh, you could be like God and you will know. You will mm-hmm. know good and evil. Mm-hmm. Eve was probably like, well, what is it I don't know? And if there's something I don't know, I need to know this. Mm-hmm. So I think that's the great thing that happens with a lot of us is that it's just tempting to God is this kind of spiritual ethereal thing for a lot of us. at yeah. times. And when we can attach to something that appears more physically ready for us or right there yeah. in front of us, it's so much easier. Satan doesn't yeah. have to create some big evil temptations for us all the time. No. Oftentimes, it's just something that gives us the false sense of knowledge and control. And this is yeah, right. Yeah. And he's so good at doing that. Yeah. And I and I know for myself, a big a big growth area would be to to rely more on God. Right. And to my first step, instead of spinning my wheels through the what ifs and what's going to happen is to move right to God. Right. And pray about it. Talk about it work through it. Cause I know we all struggle with different things and especially, you know, Allison and I can talk about the Enneagram all the time, but as like a seven <laughs> on the Enneagram, I have this, this ocean of anxiety under the surface. And, you know, that's one of the things that, that, you know, when I'm around people, I'm, I'm fun and light, but you know, by myself, I'm like, I don't know how this is going to work out, you know? And I start going through the steps of, of how can I fix this or how can I change things? And a lot of times it's out of our control, but it's, it's such a real issue that we have as humans, right? Is our just our our desire to either fix it or to cope with it, right? You know, like we a lot of us, if we're unless you're really spiritually mature and you you're really good with your faith, it it you tend to either cope with something or try and fix it yourself. And I think the growth for me and I think a lot of people would be go to God first, right? You know, it's it's not a it's not a sin to have anxiety or fear. But it's the steps that you take after that, right? When those responses kick in. So 
Thanks for quick, indulging me on that. <laughs> a quick reach for the apple. Like I got this. Yeah. Like yeah. I, I know how to take care of it. I know how to take mm-hmm. care of my financial situation by, yeah. you know, manipulating the books, cooking yeah. the books or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. Or I don't know. I love I that think analogy. Of a thousand, yeah. thousand different things, but it's reaching yeah. for the apple. Yeah. You know. Sure. And I think the great thing about Scott's message is it's just a reminder of like, sure, there is big things that go on in our lives that definitely warrant some, some stress and some, you know, you need to be thinking about this. You can't just be careless and and flipping about things, but at the same time, remembering that, you know, Jesus died and rose from the dead. He's going to come again for us and we're going to spend eternity with him. So these things that feel like mountains aren't going to be mountains forever. Right. Mm -hmm. No. And that's, yeah. And those are, you know, and that, that's easy and cliche is for us to say, but in the moment at times we can get so overwhelmed. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's, there's a difference in Lee. I think I said in the message that we need yeah. to live in the immediacy of today, yeah. yeah, but not the anxiety and urgency of today, but yeah. the immediacy yeah. of, and maybe it's because I'm getting a little bit older, Alice, as you get older. <laughs> hey! And you do. <laughs> yeah. know, I'm catching up to Alice in there, and I look back. But <laughs> Thanks, Scott. We got, your kids are getting older, and you go, what? what? I watch these families with these little four-year-olds and six-year-olds walking around. I'm like, it was just like that. And I'm like, what truths did I not embed enough into my children that moving forward, I see the immediacy of making the most of today with what God has given me. And we don't always do it the best way, but I think that's what drove Paul so much is he had the privilege of seeing the heaven and knowing what was there and going, I'm telling you, we're going to be there, but between now and then, what are you going to do? Mm. And, and I love yeah. that he wanted to use that as encouragement. And I yes. felt like your message um, was encouraging because a lot mm-hmm. of people can use end times um, warnings as yeah. something that's negative. <laughs> and that's so what I didn't want like, to do. I hope you didn't, didn't at all. No, 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 no. You didn't did at all. Not. But once upon a time, there was an 11-year-old redheaded girl <laughs> at Calvary in Santa Ana or Costa Mesa at a mm. Saturday night service, and she watched a movie called Thief in the Night. Yes. Mm. Such a throwback. <laughs> I mean, it's like the hippies, you know. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so one hippie was laying in a bed, yes. and one hippie woke up, and the other one was gone. And then another hippie, you know the wife or no, it was the husband left his razor buzzing in the sink because he had been raptured. And so it was all about, I think the modern day version of it is called left behind, but back in the day, (laughs) Kirk Cameron, but back in the day, that that legitimately was when I gave my life to the Lord was Mm. I was 11 years old, scared to death that I would be left. Yeah, I was mm-hmm. going to be left behind. So I ran to Jesus for fire insurance. And yeah. um, so anyhow, you, Scott, preached this message without having to add that layer of like, hey, turn or burn, <laughs> you mm-hmm. know, and it was more um, winsome because yeah. eternity with Christ or eternity without Christ was basically your definition of heaven and hell, mm-hmm. right? you're either going to be with him or not. Right. And, and so anyhow, it's a, a, it's a truthful message, but it wasn't um, filled with like fear and, mm-hmm. um, you know. It's interesting yeah. you bring that up, Allison, because I think I gave a little bit of a backdrop of, I grew up with those, you know, the big white tents they'd set up and the, 
the you know the the you know evangelical weeks or evangelism weeks, and they'd have the big backdrop of the trip, you know, end times <laughs> each day. They'd add a new placard up there where we're going, and yeah. I saw yeah. the same movie and all that same stuff. And I do think that there is a need for us to be honest with people that yeah. life without Christ and eternity isn't just an emptiness of no Christ; it is misery, mm-hmm. and it's loss and it's pain. And, and the Bible paints a very dark, bleak picture of it. And I think there's a time and place to talk about that. But are we also emphasizing that life with Christ is what he truly desires and promises yeah. us? And that's why he did everything he did. He doesn't He doesn't want to have to have wrath and send everybody to hell. And mm-hmm. he's willing to have that determination. But his goal and his hope and his purpose was, I will mm-hmm. redeem and I want to redeem. And, and so, I love you. Yeah. You know, yes. I mean, the message of love, he's doing all of this because of love, not just because it's right or wrong or because right. he's mad that we didn't walk worthy or whatever. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, he loves us. He wants to be in relationship with us. Yeah. And, and that's, so where that's, I think, that's where I think you got to, if you can get the picture of there, there's somebody that's combating God's love daily. And that's, that's Satan, you know, the great deceiver. Because mm-hmm. to sin literally means to tear and rip apart a relationship of mm-hmm. love. And that's mm-hmm. what the enemy is trying to do. So if you can cast it in that light, it's mm-hmm. not just God up here trying to condemn and redeem. He's mm-hmm. trying to redeem because this man over here, this enemy is trying to pull everybody down with him. He already yeah. knows where he's going. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I tried to paint that a little bit. I don't know if I got yeah. that in that overarching story. but Well, yeah. and I think that's something the movies left out, you know, is that God loves you and he's yes. redeeming you. He's saving you and he's taking you like to be with him because he loves you. And so that is not the message that had turned me to Christ. It was more like, Mm -hmm. well, crap, I don't want to be in hell or left behind, (laughs) you know, (laughs) but anyhow, he, he rescued me nonetheless. So still worked. (laughs) Yeah. So great. Great message, Scott. And I'm excited to have you back here on the podcast in a couple weeks when you uh, preach again, but, uh, I want to respect all your guys' time, Scott. You're still you're still at work, so I think it's, it's okay. I think it's time we wrap up. I think we've been talking for about a half an hour. So, um, thank you okay. so much for joining us, Scott. Thank you, Allison, for joining us. And uh, yeah, anything you guys want to say before we close things up and sign out? It's I always had a to privilege. Put out, just had always to put out my emoji, man. Do you got oh, my yeah, Zoom we, emoji? We should have oh. been using our emojis more. I'm gonna do that right now. I'm not good yeah. at finding the emojis. This is our first yeah. time. It's I'm always, okay. I'm just, it's always fun to hang out and do this podcast. It really yeah. is. It's a fun little highlight. It, yeah. So I love Hayden, it, you yeah. do a great job. So I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. It's always great having you on Scott. All righty. We'll get you in All a right. couple weeks, Scott. Yeah. Right. We'll see you soon. Take care. Yeah. Thank you for watching the follow-up or listening to it. And we will see you guys next week.